We are on a mission to help lawyers and law firm owners maximize wealth and achieve financial independence. Welcome to The Lawyer Millionaire with Darren Wirtz from Wirtz Financial Services. In this podcast, we will help you build wealth, minimize your taxes, and plan for retirement with money management strategies designed for the legal profession. Join us in this journey where we help you manage your money so you can make the most of your future. Start feeling confident in knowing you are well prepared for retirement and on track to financial independence. Now on to the show. Navigating the risky tidal waves of personal injury cases can be daunting, but what if the right insight could turn those waves into stepping stones? Every PI attorney wants bigger cases, but bigger cases can mean bigger risk and need bigger wallets to see through to the end. If you've ever grappled with the uncertainties of financing your PI cases, this is an episode you won't want to miss. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Lawyer Millionaire. I'm your host, Darren Wirtz, financial planner for law firm owners. Today, we delve into the topic that quite literally bridges the worlds of law and finance, personal injury case funding. It's a complex landscape, often walked with caution. To guide us through this terrain, we're joined by special guest and PI financing guru, Laura Moore, founder of Moore Injury Funding, and she even has her own podcast. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Darren. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Great. I'm so excited you're able to join us. This is a, gonna, uh, a great topic because it's so uh, it's so closely related to what I do in, in financial planning and the legal world as well. Before we dive in, why don't you just start by introducing yourself to our audience and telling us a little bit about your great company that you started. Absolutely. So more injury funding uh, was founded uh, over a year ago. Um, it's uh, We're based in Georgia, but uh, we serve uh, clients nationwide. So no no state is a stranger. Of course, um, you know, state-specific rules apply, but um, anybody from your state, my state, or anywhere really, um, anywhere else can give me a call, call us, email us text us. Um, so yeah, so this field is in, in really high demand. And um, it, of course, competition is fierce, but um, it's it's a niche that is very much needed by plaintiffs, by injured people. So what we do is we help out with cash advances. We also call that pre-settlement funding. We help clients with post-settlement funding, medical funding, uh, case funding and law firm financing. So five types of services that we provide. Um, uh, so, so yes, pretty much that's that's what we do. Great stuff. Awesome. Well, Laura, why don't you just uh, give us some of your backstory and, and tell us about the journey to starting your business? What inspired you to get into this complex world? Absolutely. Yes. Good question. So um, I've been working with attorneys for over 10 years, been in the medical field for never over almost a decade, actually. Um, you know, so this is very familiar part of my life, you know, and so I have always had heart for suffering people. And the reason that the, the main, you know, pushing factor that pushed me to start my own was not just because I love helping people. And I love those suffering individuals. Um, I was myself one of those 
you know, victims or or, or injured plaintiffs. Um, not too long ago, where I got involved in a car accident, um, you know, it was my fault. Thankfully, nobody died, but the recovery was very long. Still going through it. So just um, you know, a lot of um, physical, emotional, and um, just, just 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 very painful situations. So I don't wish that upon any upon anybody. So when somebody calls me, says Laura, I'm in a really bad financial situation. I've been injured. I do have an attorney working with an attorney. You know, have been to emergency room, going through all these therapies. I probably will need surgery, or I'm you know maybe recently had a surgery. I'm still in a lot of pain. I lost my job. Can you help me? And that's what I do. I help out those uh, those injured. Wow, that's that's incredible. I'm so glad you shared us with it. Shared that with us. You know, having that personal experience uh, with the field and and having uh, some of that to draw from and wanting to help others. That's that's really great stuff. Yes. Now let's talk about law firms. How would you describe, because you feel a very important need in, in the financial world for law firms, and, and of course, we talk about financial planning for law firms and law firm owners on this show. In your experience, how would you describe the typical financial struggles that a personal injury firm encounters, and how do you assist with those struggles? So, um, you know, a lot of attorneys, when they freshly get out of law school, uh, you know, in the in the perfect world, they join a bigger firm, um, you know, and we all know what those firms are, you know, Morgan Morgan, you know, Ken Nugent, you know, all the billboards that we see all around different states. Um, so it's it's a good way for them to gather experience, learn from the best. And then um, a lot of attorneys eventually start their own. They go on their own, you know, with all the gathered experience and, of course, the brave ones, really, um, because it's not easy. So to start your own firm, you have to have space. You have to have um, staff. You have to have equipment, software. Um, you have to pay people's salaries. You have to bring cases. And those cases are not cheap. The bigger the case, the more complex the case, the more money attorney has to put in. Yeah. But by by law, attorneys cannot put in their own money because that's unethical. And that's where I come in um, and help them out with any case-related expenses such as life care planners or any any other um, medical experts, anybody related to the case that can bring value to the case, make the case better. Yeah. Um, so that so those would be the the case expenses, but but uh, law firm financing, like I said, if if attorney uh, starts his or her own firm, you know, a couple of years down, you know, ideally the business is going really well, revenue is it's developing, you know, um, results are being seen, really fruit the fruit is ripped, and and then you just uh, you know attorneys at some point decide to open another office or offices, and that's where I would come in as well. I help them out financially to start to to expand. Yeah, some of these cases, um, you know, especially the big complex ones, can take years to settle, and you have to be prepared to endure that time frame. And if you're you know, just starting out your own practice, you don't necessarily have the bankroll to keep the firm going, like you said, to pay the staff, 
uh, to do all the things that need to be doing need to be done just to keep the doors open and keep the lights on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like you, like you, Darren said, you know, an average uh, personal injury case that takes anywhere from a year and a half up to two years. So two years is, is usually the average, but it can go longer than that. Some cases could go like mass tort case, cases could go for five, six, seven, or more years. So it's very, very wow. uh, financially draining <laughs> and very financially, you know, consuming and involved. Um, you know, type of type of business. Yeah, and, and even with a good, you know, good bankroll, a good emergency fund, you don't have it. No one has a five to six year emergency fund necessarily. I mean, I usually, you know, for law firms, encourage them to have on the law firm side three to six months of expenses. Um, you know, maybe for a PI firm it needs to be more, but you know, five to six years. That's yeah. You definitely need some help at that point. <laughs> and, and and then some cases, you know, just recently got a, a request for, for a case funding, one specific case, and attorney needs uh, some finances to help help her out only for three months. So, you know, on, like I said, on average, it could be two years, but it could be as short as a, a couple months only. Okay. So, you know, of course, uh, you know, in that situation, we adjust our rates and really don't, don't make money on it bare or barely. But we also need to... <laughs> pay our people and keep our lights on. So, Yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, getting funding for a case. In your experience, when does it make most sense, most financial sense for a firm to seek case financing? And then on the flip side, are there situations where it does not make sense or where maybe it should be avoided? So when you say case, do you mean for the plaintiff or do you mean for their particular case where they need life care planners? So those are two different things. When when we talk about cash advances or pre-settlement funding, that money would go to their clients, to the injured people. So so my clients are the play, injured people, you know, the, uh-huh. the person who got injured in a car wreck or trekking accident or at work, or maybe they were walking on the premises somewhere, you know, apartment complex, slip and fell due to, you know, a, a, a hurdle or some a, an object that shouldn't have been there. Um, so, play, so injured plaintiffs, attorneys themselves, play, specifically plaintiffs' attorneys, so it's very specific niche, and medical doctors and medical facilities. So three types of, um, you know, entities or, or individuals that I work with. But my primarily client per se is plaintiff's attorney. Because okay. if if client injured person calls me or texts me or emails me, first question I always ask, you know, I'm, you know, of course, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Tell me a little bit more about your case. And the second question I ask, you know, how bad are your injuries? What happened to you? What type of accident or injury did you, you know, what injuries did you sustain? What type of accident were you involved in? And third question would be, do you have an attorney? And if they say, well, I don't have an attorney, I'll say, well, you know, I, I would be more than happy to help you out based on the zip code, based on where you are, because I want to make sure that your attorney is as close to you as possible. Um, but, um, you know, 99.9% of the time, um, you know, my, my, my clients do have an attorney. Okay. Makes sense. So are you, you're perform, you're providing funding to the plaintiffs themselves. Um, are you also providing funding for the law firm itself? For the law firms, yes. So, so that, so the, so that's again um, another type of funding. So that yeah. called law firm financing. So, law firm yeah. financing is specifically, like I said, if if uh, 
it's really for the it's, it's particular situation where an attorney would want to expand at some point, grow, um, and maybe open an additional office. Number two, maybe number three, maybe four or five. And so with all of that marketing, money increases. Um, you know, they need to hire additional staff. They may need to get, you know, several computers, laptops. They may need to start going to more conferences and seminars and attend more CLE hours, you know, to educate themselves and to allow their staff to get additional education and to be up to date to, you know, on all the newest knowledge when it comes to law. So that's okay. that's where I could come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, let's say we have a, a firm that is, or an attorney who's has this case, right, and doesn't expect it to settle. Would you provide financing to keep the the firm running during that process as they're litigating that case and trying to get that case to resolution? So it really will depend. Of course, my goal is natural instinct is to say yes, but there there are certain things that we always look into and I have a wonderful team and I have partners and underwriters that that, that we work with and it, it comes down to um load of the cases, how many cases, then we would look really how many cases attorney has, Um, you know, the history, uh, they're active with the board, you know, have they been penalized? Are they still practicing? Because, you know, people make up stories. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You you would think, you know, this is a field where we should trust everybody, but unfortunately, you know, we have to really do a little extra research there when we talk about um, large amounts of money. So it's, it's, like I said, comes down to the load of cases and the complexity of cases and the total value of the cases. So we look at all all the big picture and uh, from there we we, we decide how much or how far we can help um, out with the ongoing litigation. Okay. So for the law firm, it's not just about that particular case, but it's more about what else do they have going on? What's their big picture? What other cases are they working on? What's their credit worthiness? Things like that. You're looking at more of that stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Just, just like, let's imagine the example would be if you're buying a, uh, a you know, a house and if, mm-hmm. let's say if it's a, it's your, if it's a first purchase, first house, your bank will look into, okay, what do you have a job? Do you have a job? How much do you make? How long you've been at this job? Just, just very basics to see if you are a trustworthy person. That's exactly what we do with attorneys. We want to make sure that, you know, they have a good load and really good worthy cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about if for an individual plaintiff, if you're going to provide funding to them, what makes for a good case that's going to be able to get funding? Are there some particular things that you look for? How do you identify a good case that you can fund? Okay. So it really comes down to um, injuries. Um, of course, it has to be within the statute of limitations. Each state has different statute of limitations here in Georgia. It's about two years. Florida is, uh, they actually went from four years to two years. I'm not sure. How, how about your state, uh, Darren? I think it's two years in your state. <laughs> I want to say it's two two years, but I could be wrong. Okay. So, um, so each state has uh, different statute of limitations, which, which means client has a right to find an attorney and to claim that he or she has been injured and, you know, um, expect certain, um, you know, uh, process, legal process within those two years. I mean, there are some exceptions, but it's more difficult to prove the case. It has to be really within statute of limitations. Um, 
And okay. what was the second question? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I have more questions about that. You know, things things that you look for that make it a good case uh, that that can fund. Or, and so you're mentioning the the statute of limitations as one of those markers and the injuries. Are there other things that you may, might look for that say, okay, this is a case that's good, a good candidate? Okay, so it's a, it's a really policy limit. So the uh, okay. defendant's policy limit. So if we are specifically talking about the car wreck, uh, the question I would ask the law firm, would that be attorney, his paralegal, office manager, whoever is responsible for legal funding, it's, it's a lot of times case manager, is what is the defendant's policy limit? And there could be some, you know, some layers to it, but usually it's very straightforward. So it could be 25-50, it could be 50-50, 50-100, which means that shows how much money um, attorney has to work with. Okay. And so, so so if if somebody has very low policy limit and their injuries are significant, such as maybe traumatic brain injury, TBI, um, maybe herniated and bulging discs in several parts of the spine. So that could be severe, you know, um, severe injuries. And if the person has already maybe been to emergency room, you know, the bill is just from top of my head could be fifteen to twenty to twenty five thousand dollars just from that one quick visit, you know. And then if they had to get some MRIs, um, X rays, uh, CT scans, some additional testing, um, that could uh, easily, you know, be way above the policy limit. So it would be difficult to find that case, or not at all, actually, because there's just not enough money in the case. Um, good case is where policy limit is high. Mm. Injuries are unfortunately significant, um, and the person is treating, truly, literally treating, um, and uh, working with the attorney very closely, listening to what the attorney tells them to do. The attorneys know, you know how a, how how to to um, to work these cases. So, if your attorney tells you go and see the doctor, so and so for this specific, you know, injury, you have to do that. And so, um, so, so also another part of services that we provide is medical funding. Hmm. So I can not, not only help with, with the cash advances, you know, while the case is going on, such as, you know, putting food on the table, um, paying for the gas, maybe getting another car if, if the injured person lost vehicle during the car crash, um, really anything just, just to get by from month to month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to medical funding, of course, you can imagine those bills are very, very high and, um, you know, in, including MRI, surgeries, um, neurologists, uh, psychologists, and any type of therapist and we also can help with transportation meaning to to um, drive person from their home or to the, you know their residence to the medical facility and back as many times as needed and we can also provide translators because we have a lot of foreigner people so if somebody doesn't speak English we can you know um, assist them with finding the right person where they feel comfortable and and, and get good treatment and good service okay yeah it this really serves a um a critical need for plaintiffs, because if you've been seriously injured, you're probably not working. You have all these expenses in addition to your ordinary living expenses. Um, is this a, a typically a common thing for attorneys to kind of recommend their clients to explore? Or is this kind of a growing field in your view? 
It's uh, it's probably both. You know, I try as much as I can to educate my my attorneys, attorneys that I work with, or my new potential clients. Is it's it's really to educate, to explain how helpful um, and beneficial it is to their clients when I can help them out. Yes, there is a fee, and I explain those fees, and you know, there's a straightforward breakdown of all the fees. And so today I got a question, you know, if my client takes this amount of money versus this amount of money, cases are wonderful, it's wonderful, very high policy limits. So, you know, it's no issue there. Um, but can you send me a breakdown of all the fees? Let's say if the case settles in three, six, 12, 24 months. Absolutely. So um, it's honesty is the key. It's very important to be honest. Um, and so we take pride at more injury funding that we work, um, you know, directly with the our attorney's clients. So that mm-hmm. leaves a lot of extra time for them to do their job, you know, to, to go to courthouses, to, to prepare for trials, to actually practice law versus talking on the phone and texting, you know, every every few minutes. And that's what I do. So I get most of the information, primarily information directly from the client. If I have some additional questions, I always call attorney. And of course, I still always call attorney because, you know, client may say, well, I need this amount of money. When I call the office, they say, oh, no, 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 this person cannot have this much or they don't need that much. So, I'm, I'm you know, I, uh, I do listen uh, to my attorneys as well because they know the case value. So I go um, from that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now... You know, the alternative to using your services might be to, I assume a lot of people probably do this sometimes, is maybe use credit cards or other sources of borrowing to try to, you know, keep themselves afloat while they're waiting for their settlement. What would be the advantage or the disadvantage, you know, compared if someone was to use your services versus trying to, you know, you know finance themselves through credit cards or other types of borrowing, what are the advantages that, that uh, medical funding sure. or, or you would provide? Sure, sure. Um, so believe it or not, Darren, there are a lot, and I didn't know that until I, I started working in this field years ago, is that a lot of um, American citizens born and raised in this country, maybe from generations to generations, do not have a bank account. They've never been to the actual bank. Um, they don't have a credit history, which means if, you know, that bad accident happens, whatever whatever injury they, injuries they sustain, if they went to the bank, no bank would uh, ever, unfortunately, give them any money, hmm. not, not a single dime. Um, so that's where I would come in because I know how, you know, how, how you know, the, the financial situation it could be. Um, so... You know, I I just um, we we don't check any credits. There's no background or credit check. We we go directly from the law firm. What attorneys tell us. So I I talk to the client. I listen to the to my attorney. Put the picture together, and then you know just based on that, based on my experience, you know years of experience, and also of course I consult that you know with with my. partners with underwriters and between all of us we come up um, you know with a conclusion after reviewing the case is it a good case and how much money we can we can help out with that particular month or you know with that particular situation okay so it's, it's and so and everything is it's um, our services 
are non-recourse. We call it non-recourse funding. I was just so, going to ask you about that. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what that means. Yes. So a lot of times, um, even attorneys don't understand oftentimes what non-recourse means. So it's very different from a loan. So the loan is when you go to the bank or you go to a, a friend or mom, dad, family member, um, cousin, and ask for a loan, which means you have to pay it back. There's no way not to pay it back. Well, with family, it's a little bit different. But if you do go to a bank, you know, and you buy a house, you buy a car, and God forbid if you lose car in the car accident or, you know, and, you know, you lose job and you cannot make payments on your mortgage, bank will take that house or that car back, you know, and, and um, totally d- destroy your credit history. <laughs> Um, so, so with this is you don't have to, um, you don't have to go through the bank. You just, I am the bank. So you come to me, we'll review your situation, we'll review your case, we'll look at your injuries and we will decide, you know, how much we can help you with. Yeah. So non-recourse funding is, which means, um, if attorney ends up going to trial, um, and in some situations it's Statistically, it's about only 2.5% of all cases. So it's just very, very small, small fraction, uh, but it does happen. So if attorney loses the case in trial, uh, attorney does not get paid his or her fees. Uh, client does not get paid anything. And I don't get my money back. So this, it never, knock on wood, never happened to me yet or yeah. to us. <laughs> but, and that's why, you know, my experience comes in and my underwriters. And so, of course, I have to have very good relationship with my attorneys where I, um, you know, can really trust and, and, and hope that, you know, the cases they send me are, are, are strong cases. Yeah, well, that's really a big advantage, in my opinion, um, versus more traditional financing routes. Uh, look, I got one more question for you, Laura. Sure. You know, I'm wondering if you can share with us uh, any any particular stories, you know, success stories or obviously with uh, protecting the anonymity of whoever was involved. But do you have uh, someone in mind that, that you made a really big difference in their lives with your services that you could tell us about? Absolutely. Well, I have quite a few, but let me see if I can think of something very recent. Um, I had a lady from some islands with a beautiful accent. And so the case came in from my, uh, my, my friends from this law firm I've been working with for quite a while. And she was really desperate because she just came back from, from back home and her, you know, spent quite a bit of money and she was in a car accident. So she, her case is going on. She, she lost job. She's very stressed out. She's financially drained. Her husband is going through some situation financially himself, and then they have two little children. So it's just very, very, very difficult, very stressful financial, emotional situation. And she's in a lot of pain, too. So she comes back from visiting her her, uh, old mom. And then as soon as she steps into the United States, she, she learns that her mom is in really, really bad health situation. And her mom's over 90 years old. And so she says, please help me out. You know, I just really need to pay my bills and I do need to buy a ticket because, you know, I, I, I would hate, I would never forgive myself, you know, if I never saw my mom again. So I have to go back. So I work with my partners, with my team um, tirelessly. <laughs> 
it took it took day and a half, I believe. But pretty much, I just focused on that person, back and forth, back and forth between the law firm, between my underwriters, between her, texting her every few minutes, making sure everything looks good. Um, and so we got her through it. She was very very thankful, and um, yeah, it was a good situation. And then later on, she sent me another referral, which was her husband. So. Mm. So it's just, you know, if, 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 if you do a good job, if you're yeah. honest, if you really help people, and that's, that's exactly what we do is it's a good feeling. It, 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 it feels good to help others and just to see those, those wonderful results, get them treated, get them, you know, see my people getting better. And, um, you know, maybe eventually bring in their family members to the same attorney or to the, to the same legal funding company like us. Yeah, it's it's always great when you can see how your work has a real impact on people's lives. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, Laura. Of course. And um, as we come to the end of our episode here, I want to ask you about your future plans. Uh, what does the future look like for you and for your business? And maybe you could share with us what your concept of retirement is. Okay. Well, a uh, beautiful question, complex question. Yeah. <laughs> Several questions in one. Well, the plan is to really get involved with um, uh, trial organizations, uh, trial attorney organizations in different states, of course, starting with, with our own in Georgia, which is GTLA, Georgia Trial Lawyers Association. It's a wonderful group of fantastic trial attorneys that I've known for many, many years. And, you know, Getting to know some some new new family members, we call it families. Just like wonderful organization, great energy, wonderful vibes. We do a lot of wonderful events. So, um, um, my goal is to really st- starting next year to get involved with them, hundred percent, hands down. <laughs> and so, the, you know, post Corona, they started doing a lot of uh, well, four main um, annual events, and in between, ha- several happy hours, and then visiting different cities within Georgia and biggest cities. So just trying to keep up, really. And then in addition to Georgia, of course, I would like to to go to my neighboring states, Tennessee, Mississippi, Kansas, uh, Florida, Texas, and everywhere else going forward. Retirement? Oh, not thinking about it yet. I'm still, I still feel very young. <laughs> but uh, when when it comes to retirement, I probably should talk to you there. And so, what what should, how should I plan my retirement? Tell me, please. Well, you know, Laura, it's up to you, and it's however you want to design it. And we've heard all kinds of interesting answers to that question. So, if you don't know exactly yet, don't worry. You're in uh, a same boat as a lot of other people. Um, but it is really just how you define it. You know, some people want to retire early and they want to do something different. Other people want to keep working, but to maybe scale back a little bit and enjoy a little bit more of life. So keep thinking about it and uh, <laughs> let me know when uh, you've got uh, some ideas. Okay. Um, okay. I know you're the right person to talk about that. So yes, for, for many, many, many years, my goal is to to keep working because I love what I do. Absolutely. Yeah. I adore what I do. And then eventually, like you said, you know, of course, uh, you know, maybe I see myself actually in Florida, believe it or not, not too far from here. Okay. But, uh, so Florida, maybe some, some you know, additional remote location somewhere in Europe since I'm from Europe. So, you know, it's yeah. always good to be back, back that way too. But I, I just love Florida, like Gulf Coast. So, you know, at some some point just winding down and just relaxing more, you know, hopefully I'll have grandchildren by that time and can enjoy my family more. Fantastic. Well, in closing, uh, Laura, please share with our audience how they can find you and learn more about you and the work you do. 
Yes. So you can find me or us at www.moreinjuryfunding.com. More is with two O's. We're also um, on all social media sources. I think all of them, <laughs> including LinkedIn, um, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube. Um, what else? I'm probably missing something. Instagram. Um, you know, everywhere really. So more injury funding on on Twitter. I think it didn't allow us to create more injury funding. So it's called um, funding more with two O's. Um, and um, I do have a podcast, like Darren had mentioned. It's called It's Time for More Injury Funding. So try to listen to that too if you get a chance. It's a lot of fun conversations, really very interesting, informative conversations with attorneys, doctors, and um, anybody in between. So. <laughs> Great stuff. Great. Well, thanks so much, Laura. And uh, we'll make sure we get all of that into the uh, show notes for everybody. And uh, with that, we come to the end of another enlightening episode. I hope our conversation reminds you that challenges can become opportunities. And uh, keep tuning in for more episodes packed with actionable advice and thought-provoking discussions. If you haven't yet, okay. go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode packed with useful advice. And you can help us empower even more law firm owners like you by sharing our podcasts with your friends and colleagues and leaving us a glowing review. At The Lawyer Millionaire, we partner with ambitious law firm owners, enabling you to find clarity and gain control over your personal finances so that you can create extraordinary wealth and achieve your long-term dreams. Learn more and schedule a time to chat with me at thelawyermillionaire.com. Now, go build your law firm and grow your empire. I'm Darren Wirtz. See you next time. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Lawyer Millionaire. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This content is not intended to represent investing or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a qualified investment or tax advisor with any questions you may have regarding your own financial circumstances.